Welcome to Indie Dotes, the podcast that shares the stories of independent creators. I'm your host, Susan Bond. Today on the show, I have Elizabeth Barron. She's a community manager, a software developer who's been in tech for 20 years, who works at GitHub. She is also on the side, a nature photographer, and is working on a new site called Find a Shot. So I'm kind of obsessed with Instagram. And first thing in the morning, before I look at any other app, I actually go to Instagram to look at pretty pictures. And I tend to really like outdoors pictures. Today's guest just has always intrigued me uh, because her Instagram feed just makes me drool and it makes me a little bit jealous. So Elizabeth, uh, welcome to the show. And I want to talk to you about nature photography because I know even though that it's like a side project for you right you have a day job I do mm-hmm. but this is like a passion for you yeah nature is my happy place definitely yeah uh the Instagram feed I don't even know the name of the Instagram oh it's it's Elizabeth N photo That's but what it is. it's kind of confusing because I'm not Elizabeth N anymore I'm Elizabeth Barron, which really is confusing to everyone who knows me as Elizabeth Naramore. So uh, yeah, that's why Elizabeth N photo instead of Elizabeth B photo. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, wait, Naramore or Barron? Barron still seems weird to me because I used to, I knew you before Barron. I knew you in Naramore. And well, to be be perfectly honest, half my stuff's still at at Naramore and half my stuff is in (laughs) Barron. So it's it's a transition. And how long have you been married again? Oh, it'll be two years in June. So yeah. Yeah, so it takes it takes some time. It does. It takes some time. <laughs> so nature's your happy place, and you just that's where you you're in your in your best. How did you start get a start into nature photography? Like wh- when did that start? So I I think I got my first uh, camera that was not um, just like a disposable or something. You know, really really cheap. Uh, about seven years ago, and it it was a point and click, you know, click and shoot, whatever they're called. And um, so it took okay pictures. They weren't fantastic, but it took, you know, they they looked good to me. I didn't care. Um, I just really like taking pictures. And over the years, I've kind of gravitated toward grabbing shots out in nature. And um, I I have accumulated literally 30,000 pictures over the (laughs) past Because I take a lot. Um, Yeah, well, that's a photographer's (laughs) thing, right? Like, I kill, I am not, I'm like a very bad amateur photographer, but my phone, I kill every phone. My partner's like, why is your phone full? I'm like, because I have pictures. And he's like, why do you have 10,000 pictures on your phone? I'm like, because this shot's a little bit different from that shot. Right? Yeah, you have to take a bunch. And then you can pick the best ones out of what you've taken. Um, But yeah, I'm not... uh, I, I, I really appreciate your compliment. I think that's amazing for you to say that. I don't see myself as that at all. I see my pictures as uh, okay. Like I like them, but you know, compared to a, a professional photographer, I don't think they're that great, to be honest. Oh, that's, you know, I think we're always our, our, our worst critic. No, there, there's some amazing shots. And I mean, I think one of the things I was I, I think about was one, you have a great framing, right? You'd like to understand the context for how to frame a photo. But but also some of the nature shots, I mean, you know, you have 
birds and you have, I don't know, like millipede things in action that are in detail. And I thought, okay, there's no way she can take that with an iPhone. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and I don't mean that, you know, in the, in the pejorative way, you know, like, like when people say, well, what, what photo did you, what, you know, camera did you use for that? As implying that the person's not a good photographer, just that you get details that I'm like, you can't get that with an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I think that as the technology grows, iPhones are really good at taking pictures anymore. But um, yeah, like I don't think they're quite to the replacement of like a DSLR, um, but they're getting very close. So, um, but yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I just, I'm looking at one of them right now. The, um, the one, the title is like water off a duck's back. There's this duck and it's in water and you can see the (laughs) dripping water. And I'm thinking, wow, that must've been taken with something. So what do you use for, let's talk camera. Let's talk tools right now. What are you using for most of these shots? So I use a, I use the Canon system. Um, I am now using a T6i, which is uh, in the Rebel EOS line. I think most professional photographers use more of like, if they're in a Canon system, they'll be using like a 5D or a 5D Mark IV or whatever, um, or 7D something. Um, but I've had my camera for uh, about 18 months and it, uh, it it actually works really well for my purposes right now. And I also can't justify like thousands of dollars on a camera right now. Right. So, so, you know, I'm just, um, I think people have taken better pictures with worse uh, cameras. So for now it's fine and it works for my needs. So I like it. What kind of lenses are you using? Do you change, do you have a bunch of lenses for your nature photography? I, I do. Um, I kind of gravitate, uh, toward, I have a, uh, 55 to 250 millimeter zoom lens that I use a lot. My wonderful, amazing husband, uh, ha- has just gotten me uh, for Christmas a 100 millimeter two- f 2.8 lens, which is a kind is a little more expensive lens than I'm used to using um, because the, <laughs> the lens that I usually use is just like the kit lens, which is you know maybe a couple hundred bucks. Um, so he got me that. He also got me a lens baby lens, which is fantastic, and it can create this kind of like surreal, soft. Uh, what's the word I want? Background around your subject. It's amazing. And so I haven't had a chance to use that a lot. It's, I think it's going to be great when I do a lot of floral photography. So I'm super excited for spring to come so I can get out and actually get some flowers in, in their natural habitats instead of, you know, buying them at the grocery store and putting them in vases, which I also do sometimes because right. <laughs> we have like a little setup at home, you know, with like the whole little umbrella light and all of that. Um, so, but I, I much prefer to be out in nature appreciating, you know, how they are just naturally growing. So uh, I am excited to use those out there. Were you always interested in nature photography or did you do other kinds of photography as well? So my husband and I would go out and take, we, we've done some street photography. We've done some like sunsets and cityscapes and things like that from various places around town here in Cincinnati. Um, or like if we're on vacation or something, you know, we'll kind of take a little jaunt out and see what we can take, find to take pictures of. I personally tend to still gravitate towards the nature photography. Like that's where my eye goes is what flowers are around, what bugs are around, what landscape I can see, things like that. Um, I will say that it's it's been kind of a curious journey to, because I think photography in general, there's so much to it that, you know, you can really diversify your interest within photography in general. And even in nature, like there's a lot of different ways you can call yourself a nature photographer. Like you could be a wildlife photographer, you could be strictly landscapes, um, which I think people kind of 
imagine as if you say you like to take nature photography. Um, but there's also, you know, like birds and like you said before, flowers and plants and leaves and trees and bugs and you could do macro yeah animals yeah Yeah, you could do macro photography you could do you know again the landscape so there's like a wide variety and I kind of jump around I I I see things that maybe other people don't quite see right away and so um I I I don't know like that's kind of where my eye goes is to the I I like to take my time and really look and see and I think that's why I got involved in photography I kind of wanted to share that with with others like hey look at this cool bug I saw you know (laughs) or look at this butterfly (laughs) like this butterfly is amazing it turns out like nature is really cool like hey guys you know look at this so um, I think that's kind of where my passion comes in is trying to share the things that I see with other people and you know whether or not it's like technically a great photograph or not I think is is maybe a, a, a tangent aside, like I just really want to share things through my eyes with others. I think it's funny because I, my photography, I love, I like landscapes a lot. Like my big things are landscapes and buildings. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's what I absolutely love. Although with land, uh, with buildings, I struggle to get the camera exactly straight and you have to because of the lines, right? You know? And so I still am working on that, but I love landscape. Like, more of like a mountain when people, you know, when, what you were saying, when people say landscape. And I like in, in some indoor, I've been creating more like intimate shots with like a, whatever book I'm reading. But the same kind of thing. I think sometimes when people say, oh, I love photography, they think, oh, will you take my picture? And I'm like, oh, gosh, no, I'm horrible at portrait. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not good at people. I'm <laughs> not either. I'm not either. My, my daughter, she's a senior in high school. And so uh, she was like, Mom, will you take my senior pictures? And I'm like, yeah, I I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Like, I, I don't know if I could capture the moment, you know, and then that would be terrible for me to screw it up and then her never be a senior again. <laughs> and I'll feel awful. So I was like, well, we'll see. Maybe I can try. And then if I if they are terrible, then we can actually get someone who knows what they're doing to do it. <laughs> right. Like, that's just right for the therapist's office, office on both sides, right? right? Like, <laughs> So I, it began, the story began with I asked my mom to take my picture because mm-hmm, she's a exactly. photographer. Yeah, yeah. And why am I so terrible looking? Why am I so ugly? It's like, oh, no, no, no. It's my skills. I'm terrible. Why? I'm horrible. Because they're different. Know. I think the, <laughs> right. Disti- right, the distinction there is like there's all t- sorts of kinds of photography. And I love that you brought out even within within that world. And so I'm curious about how you find your places to shoot. Oh, so um, I have a... Um, What's the word I want? A short list, I guess uh, you'd call it, of local places um, because I can't really afford to go out to Colorado or Alaska or any place, you know, super awesome that photographers go a lot. Um, <clears throat> so I, I just kind of stay local most of the time or if I'm traveling, I might, you know, poke around at local parks that are within walking distance or really close by where I am going to be. And uh, so I was kind of keeping a short list of uh, places to go. I, I kind of you know, I, I feel like I kind of needed to, to branch out a little bit sometimes because, you know, there's I, I see different things every time I go based on those seasons, based on, you know, just what happens to be flying past or, or popping up, you know, yeah. on the on the ground. Um, but it is nice to kind of have a, a, a little bit wider of a of a net to cast, I guess. Like if you have one place to go, your you know, your chances of getting a, a good shot might be smaller than if you have 100 places to go, for instance. So, yeah. So got it. So you you started your own short list to help you figure out where you wanted to go. So let's talk about how you came up with Find a Shot. 
So in my travels or in my struggles, I guess I should say, to find different places to go um, that were local to me and easy, I realized that there are over a hundred parks within like a 20 minute drive of where I live in Cincinnati. Wow. Which is, is a lot, you know, like I didn't That's have any lot. idea. Yeah, I didn't have any idea. And because there's no real one place that those are all listed. And I'm talking about parks and botanical gardens and nature preserves, like anything that I could find to take a picture of something in nature. And because there's not there, you know, the, the federal parks are listed on the federal website and the county parks, Hamilton County parks are listed on their website and city of Cincinnati parks are on their website and so on and so forth. So, um, right. It's like all different. You have to go to like five different places. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 So, uh, I just kind of started making a list of them all and, and kind of like my hit list of where I wanted to try next. And then, you know, after I would go to a place, I would kind of just jot down my own thoughts of what was good to take there. Like, oh yeah, there's too many people, so you're probably not going to get birds, but they have a great garden and you might get some flowers, maybe some butterflies or some bugs, you know, that like flowers, bees and whatnot. So um, I kind of just started making my notes of what was good and like if it was something where I could bring my tripod or is it going to be like cumbersome where there's, you know, a small path and it's not really a good place for a tripod. Those kinds of things that were applicable to me and what I was looking for. So then I kind of started thinking about, well, like maybe someone else would be able to use this information as well. So I, I thought maybe I would open source the list, <laughs> you know, in true yep. like developer nerdy fashion. Totally. Exactly. That is exactly what a developer would do. I love right? it. <laughs> so I thought, oh, well, I'll open source this. And then I was like, well, you know, that, that'd be cool, but um, maybe I could make it something bigger and make it like actually uh, more of like a Yelp for photographers where you could, you know, see reviews from other photographers and have it kind of all in a searchable place that would um, have, you know, like a map with it or whatnot. And so I just kind of kept going with these ideas. And so, yeah, it's kind of, it kind of exploded into this huge, huge project that I'm working on, not just for nature photography, but all kinds of photographers, um, street photography, architectural, drone, you know, aerial, whatever, whatever your thing is. Like, I, I think that photographers could really help each other find great places to shoot that you may have never even heard of that is literally right down the street from you. Did you ever uh, open source it or no? That was... I did not. No. Okay. I just had to check. I, I was like, did yeah. you start there? No, you, you, that was where your head started. And then you thought, no, no, no. Let me do this in a different way. Got it. Yeah. Because I wanted it to be a little more robust than just a list. Um, I wanted it you know, to be searchable and like tell me where I can find a place that's wheelchair accessible or that has like gender neutral bathrooms or things that, you know, other people might might be interested in looking for that would be difficult to manage or navigate through if it was just a list, if that makes sense. It, it absolutely makes sense. I see it like a, a better way to organize it and more accessible even to yeah. I think that photography in general can be extremely intimidating. And I think yeah. you uh -huh. see, you know, you go, like you're saying, you go to Instagram, you see these gorgeous photos. Well, you know, to be perfectly frank, when you're talking about getting your photos straight, like that's what software is for to be honest like that's what lightroom is for okay, like lightroom that's can what help i need you. to learn how to use Lightroom. yeah totally. thank you i'm already learning something yeah definitely get that because that will clear up like anything that isn't perfect in your own mind and it will help you like fix the colors or the lighting or the shadows or whatever you need so it, you know in a way it's it's like nature it's like reality but tweaked a little bit <laughs> you know what i'm saying well right like i find i take pictures and the picture that I took doesn't reflect what I actually saw. Right, and yeah. it's because I don't quite have, like I think as a photographer, because I've been taking pictures since I was like in high school. I was a high school photographer. Very yeah. amateur. Very, very, very amateur. 
I can see it, but I, I'm not great technically. Like I can set up the shot, I know the context, I know the, the, the eye, the angle I want, but I can't, like the technical is where I fall down. Got it. So something like Lightroom can help me. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah, it. definitely. Yeah. So, so the, it is intimidating for folk, a lot of folks, right? Even if you've been taking pictures for years, I'm still intimidated by it. Yeah, same. And you know, it's just, I started posting on Instagram sort of terrified, like, you know, my pictures aren't that great compared to all these other ones out there. But then I just thought, well, you know, I'm just going to post one a day. It's not innovative. It's not, you know, mind blowing. I think I'm just going to do it because I have literally 30,000 pictures that are sitting on my hard drive that I want to do something with. So I'm just going to post them out to Instagram. Photography can be so intimidating. And what I would love to see is it more of a community of people that um, appreciate it and, and want to, to be involved and just to, to have fun with it and to find places. As I think, like, especially in nature photography, every, a lot of people who are just getting into it or who are interested in it see pictures in, like, National Geographic and think, well, God, I'm never going to be able to go, you know, on safari in Africa. How the heck am I ever going to get any good pictures that are worth anything? Right. So maybe I won't even start. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that's really a shame because anybody, like anybody can take awesome pictures and, and show the world what they see. And I think that's the cool thing about photography. So that's kind of one of my goals of find a shot as well is to, to help people find some place cool to, to visit and explore that, you know, where they can, they can, you know, expand their, their photography and just have fun with it and not feel like they have to go to Alaska to get a, a great shot. Like places like Instagram, I, I, I love it too. And there's, there's a great democratization that's happening right now because of social media. But there's also a way in which it can shut us down because we think we have to be perfect or we don't have the same level of access or skill that somebody else has. Yeah. So, yeah. And I love that with find, find a Shot that you want to shift that. You want to help people to find their, their I was going to say their voice, but it's really more their eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you know, things that are like so. The goal of the the site is for um, people to be able to go and search for what kind of photography they like, what subjects they like, and then you know have some some potentials of places that they can visit or explore that are right near where they are. And also, I want to include events too. I'm I'm kind of scope creeping on myself a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I like, like yeah, and then we can and do I want this. this. And I want right. this. I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> But like, I want to know, like, when's a butterfly show coming? Or, you know, what's something that would be interesting to me as a photographer that I could take pictures of, a hot air balloon festival or whatever. So when did you start uh, thinking about, when did find a shot come into your mind? Once I, so when I started posting to Instagram, it was back in October and I was just really having fun with it. And it was like one of those things that you you know, like when you, you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to start this new thing and yeah, I'm going to be awesome and it'll be great. And then you kind of do it mm -hmm. after a while and you're like, yeah, this really sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like it just becomes a chore, right? It's not fun. And actually, this is one of the things that has never become a chore for me. It's something I look forward to every day. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm like, yeah, what am I going to post today? It's going to be great. And so I, I was like, I want to keep doing this more. And then I kind of was like, 
looking at my list, like, where else can I go? You know, where else can I find shots? And uh, so then that's when it was after that 100 day mark. Wait, I love that you have 30,000 shots and you want more. That is such a photographer. Like, I don't have, I went to Seattle for work and I was in all day meetings and I popped off one shot and I was so bummed. That's all I got out of this whole thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, because I, that's that that mentality is like, what else can I see? Yeah. Can I share? Because I too love my Instagram is about sharing what I'm experiencing. And so you want more shots and you hit the 100 day mark of sharing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, let me see where else, like you just said, like, what else can I find? And, and just as an aside, that's really, if I leave the house, like it's for to go out in nature. Like, I don't, <laughs> we don't, right. my husband and I like really don't do stuff. Right. Because you work, you have, you have, you work remote. You have your own office. Yeah. We both work at home. If, if the kids need something then I guess I'll leave the house, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like going out to nature is really where I want to go. So, um, so yeah, so that's that hundred day market was like, oh, I want to keep doing this. This is really fun. And where else can I go? And what else can I see kind of a thing? So, yeah. So at the 100-day mark, when was this? Would that be? That was in um, early January. Yeah. Early January. Okay, got it. So early January. Was that when Find a Shot started to really coalesce for you? It really did. And, you know, it's so weird, Susan. I've I've done creative ventures in the past. I've written um, nonfiction books. Right. I had an Etsy store for a while, which I still kind of play on the side with my jewelry. I make jewelry, too. This is one of those things, like my, my first nonfiction book that I wrote, where I could envision the whole thing from start to finish super easily. Like it just coalesced Mm. in my brain right away, which doesn't usually happen to me (laughs) because my poor brain, like it usually takes me a minute, but it (laughs) was like, (laughs) (laughs) but this is one of the things it was like, I could see from beginning to end all of the possibilities of this, you know, this thing that was in my head. And so from there, it was just a matter of trying to find, you know, the domain name, I guess, is like one of the first things that you look for, right? Yeah. So was that hard to come up with find a shot? Did it take a lot of thinking and iterations? Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, I started out just thinking about nature specifically, um, which was, you know, kind of tricky because it kind of goes into like mother nature and like, you know, healthcare products, which was not what I'm selling here. So yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no. Uh, so yeah. So but then, you know, the more I thought about it, I was like, well, I don't need to restrict this just to nature photography. It could be without any kind of photography. And so I was like, let me just take a step back and make it a little less specific to nature. Um, so yeah. So then I started kind of just uh, stepping back and um, including all the photography, you know, all photography domain names that's that's another one that's really tricky to find because they're long and they're you know taken and so yeah so findashot.com was available it was and I was like oh that's it wow that's amazing ding bye right now yeah so right naming is really hard And, (laughs) and, and and I like that you went with a very I love for a project like this that you went with something that is very descriptive yeah the only the only thing is I'm really hoping that like Hunters don't think that that's. I just had that thought. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Just as you said that, it was like, "Oh yeah." yeah." So that would be my only fear, but I think I can manage that on the website. I think I can, I can draw them away. I wonder if they use different language though. Like, I wonder if a hunter would even say something like, "Find a shot." Yeah, I hope not. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not a hunter. I'm a vegetarian. I don't know. So (laughs) it may be a, a total faux pas on my part, but. So was that early early stages where you were thinking about the name and get locking that down? 
Yeah, and like really kind of um, just sketching out in my head all the features that I would want, how I could build it, um, and things like that. So, and it's really, you know, I'm just one person though, and I'm just kind of working it on it on the side. So progress has been kind of slow, but you know, I'm I'm pretty proud of myself <laughs> for dusting off the old developer skills and jumping in and being able to kind of make something that um, hopefully will will be really useful for people and that they'll enjoy and you know want to participate in and, and send reviews in and um, be a part of the community yes yeah, since we're so since you're so early in the project I want to I want to go kind of a little more detailed here mm -hmm. about because you've mentioned like scope creep um, right <laughs> yeah. which happens for all of us yeah can we talk about that in more detail like how much has it crept and how are you being mindful of that, right? Because you got to ship something, right? Right. Yes. Yes. And I probably will focus initially on nature photography. Got it. Um, but, it, and you know, I'll start, I've started, I already have started in uh, the Midwest where I live because that's what I know and that's the data that I have collected already. Um, and then I'll just grow that out. Um, so I think when I ship it originally, it will be just photography, but it will be a wide area geographically. And then I will continue to add different kinds of photography on so top of that. So be nature to start and... Yeah, and then later on we'll add street photography, um, architectural photography, um, drone photography, like good spots to get drone shots. Um, and uh, even I think would be helpful to have a, a category for group or portrait photographers that want to take shots outside or, you know, oh, have right. interesting, you know, backgrounds and this, that and the other. Or like if you know if you're a, a photographer, a wedding photographer, and yes. you have found a great place to shoot at a venue that is common for you know weddings that might be off the beaten path a little bit, you know that might be something that you want to share with other wedding photographers. I don't know, maybe you don't. Maybe maybe you're like, oh hell no, this is mine, no one can have it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of wedding. I was like, oh yeah, wedding would be one that people. I mean, I'm sure there are lots of places for that already, but still. That might be something that might want to be added. Yeah, and like as a wedding photographer, that would be super helpful for you if someone had kind of scoped out the, you know, scouted the location prior to you being there to kind of give you a heads up. I think that'd be really helpful. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if this thing will work. Photographers might be like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not going to participate in this. This is stupid. I don't know. Maybe they will. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's fine. You know, it's cool. <laughs> and what brings up something else. So right now, will you, you'll start, I assume that when you launch, you'll seed the site with places that you've selected, but do you imagine it being more of a community driven at any point where someone else could suggest a place? Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And how I, do you plan on doing that? Like, what, do you, have you thought about how that would look? So right now, what I'm thinking is that I'll have like a, like a free level of membership that will just be like, yeah, you can search and filter and, you know, find what you need. Um, but if you want to be more active participant, then there's like a really low cost, like 10 bucks a year or something like that to join. Um, and then you can uh, add lo locations, add your reviews, <clears throat> maybe even like have a, a, a more detailed review. So like review this place for macro photography or review this place for, you know, accessibility, whatever it is, I haven't decided yet, but, um, you know, so that, that as you, and then maybe have like one premium level where you can do all of the things, um, in the community and with the reviews and I like upload photos that you've taken at this place, for instance, that might be another feature that I offer. Um, so yeah, so I think that it's pretty, um, I, I have it sort of sorted out, um, what I want it's, you know, now it's just a matter of, can I 
te- technologically make that happen. <laughs> like how, you know, so that's a challenge for me. I might have to uh, enlist recruitment from other, from some, some friends or uh, developers. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I think that there's a lot of potential for building a community, having some place where people, you know, want to come back to and participate in um, because it's, you know, we all share the love. Everyone who is going to come to the site shares the love of photography and love of finding someplace new to shoot, finding, exploring, sharing. Um, so I think that that's really ripe for a, a great community base. And to be perfectly honest, I belong to a few commu- um, community-based photography groups. Yep. That it, it, It's weird in that, I don't know if you've had any experience in this. This is just my personal feeling, and I hope I don't offend any photographers out there. Please, I hope I don't offend you. <laughs> but what it turns into being is just a showcase of like, hey, look how great of a photographer I am. Look at this great shot that I took. You know, and it's it's like to me it's not about me at all. It's about the the subject and like the the world that we live in and celebrating and you know, uh, advocating for the world that we live in and, and trying to drive an appreciation for nature. And and so like I I kind of just tend to step back that there isn't more of like a, a love for the craft and a love for the subject and more of a like, "Hey, I'm great. Hire me." kind of thing, which I I will do my best to kind of call that I don't I don't want a community like that I want a community that is based in you know fellowship and uh friendship around the the subjects that we take and the appreciation for the subjects that we take in the celebration yeah I mean I can certainly I'm not a big part of of photography communities um online but I can I have the ones I've participated or seen I can see how it would go that way I can also see I mean, technologically, you can get this done or you can have friends help out. But I think one of the things that you might bring to it is, you know, your community background. Like, you're, you, you know, you know how to work with people in communities and create meaningful communities. And I think that's what you want to, that's what I hear you want to create here. Yeah, I think that that's a really big part of it. Um, and that's kind of something that, you know, I, I really as much as I joke that I hate people, (laughs) that I would much rather be in nature or with my dogs than actual people, um, I I find it really fascinating and um, rewarding when a group does come together and can kind of grow and build and amplify each other's efforts and and increase their own appreciation for what they're trying to do and build those relationships with each other. And I think that's, you know, kind of magical when that does happen. So if my end goal is to get photography to be more accessible and for, you know, for people to appreciate their surroundings and appreciate and see the beauty through the eyes of a photographer, then I think that the best way to do that is by building a, a photography community that can help amplify that. Instead of just me posting my one picture a day on Instagram, woo, go me, right? <laughs> like, like I can do, I can, I can further that desire a lot better through a community, through being useful and being helpful to others who also want to do that as well and to explore and share, you know, what they see on, on Instagram and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I do think that that's what is a di- would be a differentiator in something like this that I would be interested in. Because I travel a lot, and I would love to have, I, I, I told you when I invited you to come on the show, I would love to have something like this um, when I'm traveling somewhere. I would love it if I you know, went to a new state and I could quickly pop on somewhere and find great places to take photography without... I mean, there is something about the serendipity of wandering around and finding something, but also if I, there's times when I'm like, I just really want to be in nature and I just really want to, I'd love to, I experience nature through taking pictures 
People always say to me, like, wait, you're not experiencing the moment. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm just experiencing it through photography. Um, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. how I experience things. I think photographers get that. But if I could go somewhere and let's say I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to Savannah, Georgia, and I've never been there. And if I, if somebody had posted, here are some places that you can go, that would be amazing. Right. Cause you, you know, we're, we're all kind of strapped for time. And so, you know, if you're like, I got a half an hour, <laughs> that's all I got. What can I do in a half an hour? Well, here, right. here you go. Here's a place you could go. You could chill in nature. You know, you can explore once you're there. You don't have to like try to explore to find it. And then once you find it, you're like, oh shit, I got to go back now. Great. Awesome. You know, so um, mm -hmm. I think that that, yeah, it, it, that's also something that I do when I travel is I try to explore at least like the immediate, you know, surroundings to see what's around. Um, and, and yeah, I, I totally agree with you in that I, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. In fact, I feel like having a camera in my hand, I almost feel this duty to appreciate yes. every single thing and yep. to look at every single thing and to find that little hidden bug that's hiding under this flower petal or whatever, you know, like I see people when I go to these nature centers and parks and things, I see people blowing past, like that's how they experience nature. They're speed walking through the park. Awesome. But you know what? They've missed, you know, this four leaf clover that's right in front of them. They've missed this, you know, gorgeous butterfly that right. you don't see very often. It makes you slow down. It does. In absolutely. order to get a shot, it makes yeah. you slow down and consider, you know, like I went to see a Chihuly exhibit. It makes you consider the angles. Of totally, totally, or the, totally. The way that the sculpt, like I love like sculpt, I love sculptures in like botanic gardens. It's like yeah. one of my favorite things, right? It does, it does, photography can make you slow down and experiencing it, experience it in a different way. It absolutely can. And one thing, you know, I, I haven't had a lot of formal, um, well, I haven't had any formal photography training. Um, but when I was learning, um, I really got involved with a, a website called Creative Live. I don't know if you've heard of that, but they have mm. everything there, all kinds of amazing stuff. Their videos, they're very reasonably priced. They, host, they hold sales all the time. And there was a, a fundamental photography fundamentals course that was given by a person named John Gringo, who was amazing trainer. It's just a really great site. So I, I can't recommend it enough. But one thing he did say in that besides all of the technical stuff that you need to know about working a camera, um, he also had a section around composition and um, mm. just like finding the photographer's eye, which was really helpful. And one thing that he said that sticks with me all the time is that you should never take the obvious shot. And, yeah. and it's mm. like, it's so true, you know, like you can take the obvious shot, that's fine. And no, you know, it's not nothing wrong with that. But if you want to go that little extra, you know, look around, like you just said, find the angles, find something that's unique and find, you know, a, a way to look at something that not everybody sees. And when I started doing that, it was magical. It was literally magical. Like I hate to like over oversell this, but it was really great. <laughs> well, we'll make sure to, we'll make sure to conclude a link to that. I remember early in our relationship, my partner and I, we took a trip up the um, Oregon coast. And I noticed that we were doing different things. And one time he was crouched down and I, I couldn't see him from behind. And I said, what are you doing? Are you okay? And he was taking a picture. Ah, and he, yeah. It was the same. He said, well, I heard that, you know, in order to avoid getting the same shot as everybody else, that you should change your level, change your yeah, angle. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. Would, so now sometimes, well, my body creaks when I go down. I'm like, okay, <laughs> can I get back up? Same, um, same, but, same. <laughs> but I try to get different angles or, or, you know, even like lay on the ground. I know as a photographer, one of my one of my biggest problems is I don't want to look, 
I, I haven't wanted to look yeah. stupid. No, yeah, yeah, totally with you on that. <laughs> and I do have my limits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that limits me. You know, I'm like, uh, how dumb do I want to right. look here? Right. You yeah. know, like in New York City, when I'm holding people up, I'm so not willing to do that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not willing yeah. to be that person in New yeah. York City who's like, hang on, I gotta get right? this shot. Right, right. I yeah. just stand there, wait, wait, wait till everyone is gone, then I pop off a quick shot. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I'm the same. But, but that idea of like different, I am playing now with like different angles and and standing on the backside of something or the, 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 the eye level I'm at. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just really an interesting way to go through life is to see, you know, what, what mm. happens if I turn it just a little bit? It's kind of like when you're driving in a car and you look to the side. I'm from, you know, Midwest Ohio, so there's a lot of cornfields yep. here. Um, yep. But like if you're driving on the highway and you look to, to your right or left and you just kind of see a mishmash of, of plants and it doesn't look like anything, until you hit that right spot and all the rows have lined up and it makes perfect sense. And it's like, ah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it's about. You know, it's just finding that right spot. When I was a kid, so I grew up in the Midwest, right? I grew up in Detroit and my, my mom grew up on a farm in Iowa. And so we would uh, travel to Iowa every summer. I remember sitting in the car hours and hour after cornfield after cornfield yeah. and what i would love was when they were at a certain level you could just see the perfection in the road yeah, right going by and it was just the most i i, I loved it when it was earlier in the season because when they get too tall you can't see the rows as well because all the the leaves and everything yeah yeah i loved that moment anyway that just bring me back to my childhood i would yeah. just watch it and i would think about the shot yeah like, what right? would be the shot that you could take of that like this whole idea of like there's lots of look at all these perfect rows going by yeah yeah it's it's all just a matter of your perspective and being like kind of in the right place at the right time almost so yeah right right okay so we've gone away from find a shop but I love it <laughs> people who geek out about photography because I think that that is and I think that's what the community is about I could see people getting really excited to share with somebody else just what we've talked about like okay how do I get the perfect corn filled shot where you can yeah. see down the rows and you can see the perfection that the, the farmer has created hand planted right I'm talking about farms yeah. that were like you know because my my mom grew up on a farm they were farmers right like I could see people being really excited by that and other people being willing to share how they got that shot Right, right, right. And I really kind of want to just bring the fun back into it and make things, yeah. you know, less serious, especially with regard to um, things like, like you just said, you know, like, you know, it's just really interesting how, um, how we, we view the world these days. Everything is just kind of a mess. And I, I, I like, I take respite in nature because I can just kind of shut everything else out. Um, for me, you know, I know others in different various ways of photography that they do that as well. Like you were saying, like kind of focusing on a building and the, the architecture behind it and like all the work that went into to create this thing. Um, and so I kind of want to bring that 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 fun, uh, not taking ourselves too seriously and not, you know, feeling like we have to be the best at everything all the time. So just yeah. as an aside, I really want that to be part of the, the website as well. It's kind of creating that sense of of fun and, and community and um, just, you know, the, the sharing of the of the enjoyment of the situation. Well, yeah. And it sounds so that tells me it sounds like you're really you really want 
it's for the amateurs. It's not for the pros necessarily. Maybe the pros will come, but it's like people who are enjoying it as a hobby or enjoying photography. I think so. Yeah, it seems that that's the direction I'm kind of going in. Um, you know, and again, like photog- the professional photographers obviously have to take it seriously because that's their job. Of course. Um, so like, yeah, I get it. But I think though that, you know, even even... I think it's software development as well. Like people do have side projects that are fun and that, you know, kind of regenerate their own uh, original reason they got into the the work. And so like, I think that it could be also for professionals who want to maybe rekindle that desire or, or remember what it's like to be a beginner, what it's like to see things with fresh eyes and, you know, kind of inspire them to not forget that piece. Cause I know it can be a, a, a dredge, you know, if you're doing anything for, for a job, it can be difficult to maintain your sense of enthusiasm for the thing, whatever it is. Once you start attaching money to it, it kind of gets weird, right? So um, I, right. I would like I would like for them to also appreciate and um, get use out of the website and, and to join the community. I think that would be amazing. It, you know, it reminds me of this story. I saw this documentary. I'm going to have to find it. I'll put it in the show notes. This guy, he came from like a family of surfers and he used to be a surfer. And then I think he got injured or something Mm -hmm. and he went into photography and he literally throws himself into the wave at the moment when it's receding. You know, like there's a moment and he gets these amazing shots. That's so cool. Of the crest of like... You know what I mean? Like the crest or someone inside the, the cone when they're surfing. Yeah. But it's incredibly dangerous. But it, it is, his photography is incredibly beautiful. And I, I remember someone saying, like, don't you ever get bored of it? And he said, no, it's play. It's fun. It's, yeah. And he makes his living from it now. He's quite famous. I will make sure to find this documentary. Love it. it was, oh, like, I love it. The whole thing is him throwing himself <laughs> into waves. I love it. <laughs> To get the perfect shot. Yeah, it's kind of a metaphor for life, right? right just th- keep throwing yourself in, right? you get beat up, and you come back out again. And he's never been injured by it, but he knows exactly is it a knack for it. But he's never gotten tired of it because the ocean, he's interacting with his environment. The ocean is always different. It, it's always going to f- lay a little bit different. And he is it's play for him. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. That's yeah, I'll make, sure, I'll make sure to, to note that, that, that to go back to that. I, I found it really funny. You know, there's kind of a tendency to like put pressure on myself that on this Instagram thing that I'm posting one a day, like, oh, it has to be great, you know, whatever, whatever. Yep. And, and to keep me honest, my children are the best things in the world to like bring you down a notch. Like my daughter is wonderful. She's a senior in high school and she will always like my posts no matter what. Cause I always have like something cheesy to say about the photo, you know, and um, <laughs> cause I just really have a kinship with nature. So I'll be like this little guy's hiding in the woods or whatever, you know, and she'll always like my posts. My 13 year old son on the other hand, he is like, mom, you are so cringy. Will you please stop it? It is so great. It's so great. So now I like cheese it up a notch when I know that he's going to be paying attention. So like I started doing a fungus Friday because I love fungus. I think it's really rad. Yeah. And uh, so this is like I'm, I'm kind of on a mission to see how cheesy I can get with it and how much I can embarrass my son. So I always make him read it. And he's just like, oh, my God. But so, yeah. So definitely, I love fungus Friday. I, I love fungus Friday. I, I look forward to it all week. I'm so excited. I can't wait for the next is that a hashtag you started? No, no, I don't think so. I, oh. I don't think so. Yeah, but I, I certainly attached myself to regardless. So yeah, <laughs> that, that that that's so great. Yeah, fungus are 
they're 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 beautiful right so if we're th- you're thinking about you know find a shot what do you think you'll what what functionality do you think you're going to launch with uh how so what do you mean uh, like will it be like how much of that scope you know what i mean like how much of like like what will it have when you launch so there's going to be a searchable directory with reviews hopefully um a lot of them will be my reviews because <laughs> i'm like the only one um i may have a group of beta testers that i've hand chosen to kind of help me sort out the the kinks obviously before i launch um so if you uh, if anyone is interested in doing that um by all means contact me or or you know go to the site and put yep, your thing we'll in put, we'll make sure to put information on there yeah oh thank you so much thank you so yeah so there'll be a map and full directory of of um, places to go. Again, it'll probably be focused only on nature photography for the first little bit. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to sign up. You'll be able to uh, sign, join in with a membership um, and then have different functionality for that. Uh, the levels at which I ha- I have in my head, I haven't nailed them down yet, so I don't want to commit to anything yet. Um, but well, you will have membership levels. Yeah, yeah. And there'll be a lot of different functionality within each mem- uh, within each level. Pretty. You're going to be launching with some good functionality. When yeah. do you think you might launch? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying for April 1st. Um, but you know, again, I'm just one person, so, so we'll see. And I just, you know, I'm doing this on the side, so we'll see how it goes. April 1st is kind of my, my cutoff, you know, to see how much I can get put in there by then and then reevaluate to see if I'm, if it's, you know, close enough to where I I want it to be, or maybe I'm way over where I want it to be. I don't know. Maybe I'll just get, you know, miraculously awesome between now and then and be able to ship even more. I don't know. Why April 1st? Did you, was that just because you wanted to have a dead, a deadline for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really not great if I don't have a deadline and, and I, you know, to be fair, I might end up gaming my own system and like pushing my deadline because I'm good at that too. I'll be like, yeah, no, maybe I'll just try May 1st and now, you know, I don't know. So we'll see. April 1st is the, the deadline that's in pencil. So April 1st and how much time are you spending on working on the project on the side right now? Uh, so we have we have three kids. My parents are also here in town, and I, I spend some time with them as well. They're aging, as you as you know, that happens. Um, and I do work full time, so <laughs> it's a long answer to a short question. But um, weekends, mostly uh, evenings, if I can, if I have any energy left at all. But uh, mostly on the weekends, I, I try to take a good chunk of time where I can like shut the world out and kind of heads down focus on this. I'm actually glad you took the long way to answer that because I think it's real. The nice answer is like, oh, weekends. But, but what, you're, what you're highlighting is the pressure that I think people who are working on projects on the side face. We have lots of other things competing for our attention. Right? Yeah. Like, this is my side project. You know, Indie Dotes doesn't make me money. Yeah. It, you know, it doesn't, you know, I can't say it doesn't do anything for me because I love these conversations. I look forward. I record on Tuesdays. I look forward to that all week long. And then yeah. Sundays I edit my episodes and I look forward to it. But there are definitely competing demands. Yeah, right? for sure. So for I'm sure. glad that you, you brought that up because it's not like this is a full-time project that you're able to just devote yourself to. Right. And as far as like prioritizing goes, it is tricky. Um, I will say it's it's somewhere towards the top, but not the very top. So like if the kids are hungry, I will stop and feed them, you know, something. So. <laughs> good mother, good yeah, mother. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Although they're, they're teenagers, they could just go find something. Like go forage in the kitchen, come on. Yeah, <laughs> So there's true. a limit They are there. teenagers, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, 
right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if they need something, of course I'm here. If work needs something, of course I'm here. You know, so yeah, it's just kind of like anything else, just shifting things around. Like in your wildest dreams, what would happen with Find a Shot? I would do it. I would do it full time. I would do it. I would be on a mission to personally review everything that's in our in our list, you know, and, and check it out. Um, I, I would. Yeah, I mean, I would absolutely do it full time. It would it would maybe not make me a millionaire. I don't need to be a millionaire, but certainly if it made me enough to pay the bills and help pay for college for the kids, that would not suck. I would be very happy about that. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Because I just think like this is something that I have so much fun working on, uh, on on every level, on the technology side, on the the nature side, on the photography side, on the community side. Like it's it's a win win for me all the way around. So and um, I actually <laughs> I asked my dad because my my parents have always like owned their own businesses and they're very good at entrepreneur stuff. So I was like, yeah, I don't know anything about like the whole. LLC stuff and taxes and all of that. Like, I'm not good at that part. So my dad was like, well, I will be happy to do that for you. So if it ever comes to that, I, you know, which it may probably will actually. Um, yeah, I'm going to hook up my dad and he'll probably run all of that for me. So <laughs> based to Noah Bella. <laughs> it, defi- it definitely does. It's so funny because, you know, I've started multiple businesses and that stuff is actually not the hard part. Like, I mean, there's, you do want to know what you're doing in terms of setting up your structure in order to, to mitigate risk and protect yourself. And, and also from a financial perspective around taxes so that you know what you're doing. Yeah, that stuff's but, terrifying to me. Terrifying. Yeah, and, and here's the reality. It's, and it's not really that hard. The hardest part is actually, I think, coming up with what is the thing that you want to be doing in the world and what's the value that you're going to be giving. So for mm-hmm. me, you know, that you're going to give to people. So I, from my perspective, I'm like, oh, well, she's nailing that piece. The other <laughs> stuff you can just, you can just, you can just, it'll happen. Like you can get people to help you with that stuff. I want to end with, what would you tell to someone who's kind of just maybe getting their start in photography, you know, or, or you know, in, in nature, um, or is, is, you know, is maybe feeling a little timid about it or not sure, you know, what, what might you tell them? Oh, I would absolutely say that they, each individual person is the only one in the whole world that has their individual experiences, their individual um, visions, uh, things that they notice. Uh, you know, you are, like you, Susan, you are the only one that can tell Susan's story. Right. And you are the only one that sees things through Susan's eyes, regardless if you're like, we can be looking at the same thing. You and I will notice different things about that scene. And so like, that's, that's the, really the key in my mind is just figuring out what are the things that you notice? What are the things that draw your attention more than anything else? And I think that that that's something that you can kind of run with. You know, if you're, if you're focused on like the geometry of an architectural building, which a lot of people are, but you will have a certain spin on it that no one else does. And so I think that that's the thing, like every picture, even if it's the same subject, you know, we all live on the same planet. And so we're all going to see the same things, but it's the way that you portray it, the way, the angle you use, the, the, you know, way you, even the way you look at the photo, the photograph in post-processing, you know, maybe you put a filter on it that nobody else had thought to do, or maybe you tweak it in a way or, or twist it in a way that no one is doing. So I think that, you know, it's, there are, there are X number of musical notes 
that people can use to write a song. There are X number of letters in the alphabet you could use to write words. Like we all come from the same place. It's what you do with who you are and what you notice and what speaks to you that makes the difference.